Hey, did you know that the podcast you're listening to right now is actually part of a network of podcasts dubbed the Amazing Friends Podcast Network, Ethan Parker Smith? I did, Griffin Sheridan. And did you know that for other great podcasts, comics, and more, you can visit SheridanandSmith.com? Huh. No shit. Where are they? I know they're here somewhere. He's coming. He's coming for me, I know he is. My sensors indicated a time fluctuation, which means Griffin is traveling back with one of his colorful suited goons to kill me. But he's in for a surprise. I've had enough juice left in my time machine for one more brief jump to the future, to our time. And I know where he buried them. They're here in this cave somewhere. I just have to dig in the right spot. But Dr. Intro, how will a collection of dusty old bones help you defeat your greatest enemy? All in good time, robot. Come on. Where are they? Ah! ah finally! Robot, look at them! In the light, do you, do you see? Do, do you now understand? These are... dinosaur bones? That's right, my metal friend. These dinosaur bones are the key to killing Griffin once and for all. For these are the bones of the Supplesaurus. Our former friend and podcast producer. And with a simple dispensation of the nanites I create. These bones will grow synthetic tissue, which will create my ultimate abomination and the instrument of Griffin's doom, the undead Supplesaur! But that won't be all, will it, robot? For even if Griffin and his goons survived the undead Supplesaur, they would be no match for my newly obedient army of anti-Supple Boys! Tell me, my legion, who is your master? back in time, Griffin. Come visit your old friend, Ethan. For we will be waiting! Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas, Boys, girls, everything in between. It's me, Ethan Claus, here with the gift you've all been waiting for. I got a big sack of podcasts, uh, and right here at the top is one with your name on it. It's a brand new Supple Boys. Uh, You're welcome, everybody. Jingle bell, jingle bell. Uh, I'll throw in some sounds there of the jingle bells ringing out and children cheering our names. I don't know where I'll get that audio, but... Uh, Somewhere. <laughs> we'll commission it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We'll get a cameo from a group holidays, of kids. Happy holidays, everybody. 
we'll talk we'll, we'll wish you some happy holidays here in a bit but griffin and i mm-hmm. are always wasting fucking golden content just before mm-hmm. we hit record on mm-hmm. just our little our little talks that are just so entertaining for all of you and i and i know that we should be capturing them so i'm like let's shut the fuck up and let's hit record and then let's reenact part of that conversation um we were talking about two things before the recording snuggies and griffin's hair yeah uh, we'll start with griffin's hair griffin your hair is a beautiful shade of silver now it's a um, nice, like a previously purple, previously blonde, bleached blonde, previously many mm-hmm. things. And I asked you mm-hmm. where you got that done, and you said Ulta. I didn't realize you could Ulta straight beauty. up get your hair done at Ulta. I didn't either. And then I walked in because there's an Ulta right next to the store I work at, and uh, <laughs> I uh, went in there one day. I can't remember why. It wasn't even for my hair. Um, I mean, it might have been insofar as I was looking for something to use on my hair, maybe, or my skin, because I'm a beautiful man, and it takes work and time and effort and money, and, uh... I thought you were going to say because of your horrifying skin that the audience yeah. can't see, but you you have it under ten layers of makeup. You look like, you look like yeah, Mark Hamill in the holiday special. I look like uh, Mark Hamill in the Mandalorian <laughs> finale. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert for the Mandalorian. Um, well, I like I like the silver. I think you look good. Uh, it's just you, a sir. little bit of a preview of the silver fox you're going to be later in life, surely. I fucking um, hope so. I fucking hope so too. We were That's talking one of about my this the other night as well. Sil- I want to be silver, fox be silver boys one day. Silver fox boys. All right, yeah. let's go. All I can't right. wait. <laughs> That'll be uh, our uh, also, the third act of our career. I can't wait. Oh, I would love it. Supple, and then also just sexy, just to touch on fox. snuggies, of course, because we gotta we gotta yep. finish out the snuggie conversation. Fuck snuggies. Okay. Um, Fuck a snuggie. Griffin that comments said, on the. F- hmm? I've never seen one. I've never held one. I've, yeah. I don't even know if they are actually real. They are real. I can confirm. Griffin commented on my my cozy cozy robe that I'm, I've been wearing for every podcast that we record. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just my new vibe. I've got like a Hugh Hefner, not not even Hugh Hefner, more like Sinatra sitting by the fire. Okay. Uh, that kind of thing. That's kind of what I'm going for now when I podcast. Um, and I and I brought up Snuggies because Snuggies at a certain point in our childhood were taking over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like they were the football team ones and shit. Like they were themed ones, and they all sucked. I got I got a snuggie, and and I remember feeling other snuggies, and they were all rough. I don't understand. I don't remember them being soft at all, which I feel like is the only function of a blanket. Um, it's the only, the one thing it needs to do is be soft, and it fucked yeah. it up. They fucked mm. it up. I'm uh, I'm glad that I threw it away, uh, or I was bullied into into leaving it on a park bench somewhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad well, that now it serves you right for wearing your snuggie to the park, you fucking idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I guess you're right. I don't know what I was doing, but uh, I, I'm glad that now I have a, a man's robe that faces the opening faces the right way. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess you mm-hmm. could. You just wear a snuggie backwards. I guess you could as a robe. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely okay. could. <laughs> well, you know, that's blast all it was. Past, everybody, everybody, get on, get on Amazon and order yourself a snuggie for the holidays. You deserve it. Um, welcome snuggies to making boys. a comeback. Welcome to Supple I Boys. Know. I think they've just existed uh, this whole time. But welcome to Supple Boys. We are the Supple Boys. Uh, we are writers, podcast producers, handsome and funny boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Ethan, and that's Griffin. Hi, Griffin. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ethan. nice snuggie talk. Yeah, I thought so. I liked it. Supple Snuggy um, Sounds is the name of this segment. I decided right now. I was going to ask you 
you know how things are going but i'm mm-hmm. fully aware that these are <laughs> these are a these are a tough set of holidays um, for everybody Oof. and yeah. uh you know griffin and i are having very tough holidays for very different reasons mm. uh and uh i i know that everybody else is out there too so of course, we wish you all happy holidays. Happy um, I holidays. hope everybody is able to find some sort of warmth and joy in this season uh, and some sort of comfort, some sort of family time over the video or whether you're living with people. I, I hope I hope you everybody finds a little bit of warmth this time of year. Um, and, and hang in there. And this is the Supple Boys Christmas special, except for Ooh. it's not really Christmas themed. I don't know. Not I didn't at all, really actually. want to talk about Christmas stuff. Maybe next year. Maybe. Um, but uh ho 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 indeed you know seasonal boys that's what seasonal that boys be. yeah 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 winter we'll boys <laughs> yeah we should have talked about krampus is what we should have talked about i love krampus that's spooky a good movie. boys another like spooky boys episode um yeah i it kind of been like hyped up to me and mm-hmm. uh because i didn't see it when it came out and a buddy of mine was like we gotta watch krampus and he was like hyping Krampus up for like yeah, a year. We yeah. were trying to watch Krampus. And um, I think there's a lot. I think there's, I guess I won't say a lot, but I think there's uh, enough stuff in there that I enjoy, that I like, that you can get out of it, that I, you know, say, yeah, fuck yeah, you could watch a little Krampus. Um, mostly yeah, the I, uh, the puppet work, the like, well, that's what I was going to say. Models, exactly. Is that I think story wise and whatever, incredible. it's kind of, it's fine. But yeah. the practical stuff in it is a delight. It's dope. Yeah, it's really, a really delight. dope. There's yeah. not enough of it, I say. There's not enough of sure. it in the runtime. Fuck me. I agree. I want more of I it. I would have loved it if everything was practical. Like, if it was, like, a big-budget B-movie, that would have been, yeah. been great. Yeah. Um, it's got those vibes. I, totally. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it, nonetheless. It's got a great cast, too. Joe um, McHale, right? Joe McHale. It's, it's um, Adam Scott, I believe. Oh, Adam Scott. Right. Sorry, I got my fucking Joe McHale's trippy little brother. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Krampus is fun. Um, I, I we don't have, we don't have enough uh, Christmas themed horror movies in my opinion. I'd like to see more of that. That's um, good shit. There was that one that came out last year, Black Christmas. I didn't see it. I didn't I hear anything about that, it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, well, anyway, I didn't like I said. I didn't. We didn't. You know, have a Christmas topic in mind for this, mm. uh, or holiday topic, or seasonal topic. Um, but what I did want to talk about a little bit is some internet culture shit. I've been wanting to talk about this on the show for a while. Um, okay. If you guys heard the Tale of Bobby Burns episode, that was where we kind of deep-dived into a particular YouTuber's career and this interesting saga of kind of watching somebody's life and creative endeavors unfold on the internet over a long period of time. And that was a lot of fun. This one is not going to be as good as that one, but it's going to be interesting because uh, it's just a discussion that I want to have with my friend, and that's why we started doing all these shows. Um, Griffin and I bonded over fucking internet culture, uh, both love and hatred. They're, like I think, I think we've spent just as much time talking about shit that we hate on the internet as much as stuff that we like. And I will say, I wish that weren't the case, because we like liking things, and that's part of our prerogative. Yeah. But it yeah. just is what it is. It's just, it, you know, it, it happens. That's The internet, I think, fuels a certain degree of negativity and hatred. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, uh, we've spent so many hours, like, countless hours just on the phone, just being like, can you fucking believe, did you see that shit? Like, <laughs> uh, So, because, and, like, we have a very positive sort of attitude, and people yeah. have... Uh, often thanked us for 
totally. Uh, putting some positivity out into the world, which thanks for appreciating us and we appreciate you. And, and don't worry, you like this it. episode is mostly about spreading some positivity. But yeah, don't worry, ahead. we hate things too. We just keep it. We keep it on the down low. It's yeah, just on the I phone calls. I want to keep a lid on that. I don't like <laughs> yeah. spreading it. I like oh, keeping no, it contained it's within our toxic relationship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I, there, there are particular things that I know that we have bonded over not liking that I have kind of turned around on in recent times. Uh, and, I, and that's some, that's kind of something I want to talk about. You know, we like we're children of podcasts and YouTube and, and mm-hmm. all of that shit, like very homemade entertainment. And, and, and pe- people our age ish kind of just making shit and then monetizing it somewhere along the way and whatever. And so, um, there are a couple of like little little subgenres of of internet you know quote unquote content that I want to talk about, uh, and and pot- potentially how I have found some good in these things that I didn't like before. The main nugget I want to talk about, uh, we'll go ahead and kind of tackle because I want to talk about reaction videos, Griffin. Uh, mm-hmm. Now we have we have just we've like riffed f- uh, so much on reaction videos and just how funny the concept has been to us before. Tell tell me what if anything is is your experience and feeling on reaction videos. <laughs> I dislike the idea almost completely, mm-hmm. but that's mostly because I think I've only ever seen bad, bad reaction videos. I think, <laughs> listen, a review or whatever, like what we do on the show sometimes is more or less reactionary sort of stuff. Yeah. Whenever we're feeding Ryan and Donnie pop culture news, that's pretty much reaction stuff. And so I think there's a little, there's an element to it that is, you know, that can... You can have a nice discussion about it, but of course, almost every reaction video I've seen is just someone watching a fucking Marvel Studios trailer, right. and then them being like, whoa, that looks right. sick. Right. Anyway, guys, smash the like button. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, to <laughs> my man, <laughs> gotta shout out my man Tyrone Magnus. <laughs> Tyrone Magnus has hit it huge. He's hit it huge. He's got hitting so that much shit going like, on. Just following that exact niche to the grave that you're and referring I, to. I mean, I, I used to fucking... Put his stuff on whenever a trailer would drop. I'd put it on just to see the fucking intro. He's got he had such a great intro for the longest time of him being Thanos or some shit. It's so funny. He's and then I'd he's watch he's, he's kind of that living meme type of character, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. where he 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 feels like a character and he and he's very entertaining to watch, even if you don't like what it is he's making or mm-hmm. doing. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and so definitely worth shouting out because he's just an entertaining guy. Um, like he's just, he's just hilarious to watch. But um, yeah, that's very much the impression of reaction videos uh, that I always had, and I, and it leads to kind of the larger discussion, which is that like I am always very diametrically opposed to you know like quote unquote content with the capital C of like uh, pop culture eating itself, right? So like like videos about videos videos about movies videos like you know there's that time about videos about movies well exactly and and that's (laughs) and that's kind of where i'm heading with this but you know like there's that whole there were those teenage years those formative teenage years where i'm watching youtube reviews of every movie that comes out right Mm -hmm. before i've seen the movie like i'm like oh i better go watch the reviews before i see the movie um and that 
has really changed. Like I, I try not to look at anything before I see anything now because I realized it robbed me a lot of joy mm-hmm. out of out of that shit before. Now I'm not, you know, saying that people shouldn't watch that shit or whatever. Uh, that's fine. But I will say, like, uh, something about all of that kind of started to rub me the wrong way. Where like, um, so just just like all the new channels and shit that I were seeing were like reviews and reactions and then like video essays that are just kind of talking about why something works or doesn't work, why this thing is bad or why this thing mm-hmm. is good. Like, again, all the power to the people making that stuff, but sometimes like. That stuff is frustrating to me because, like, it, I I started to kind of gravitate toward that kind of thing for a while, and I and like and and I kind of felt like trapped in that of like, okay, this is what people like me make, right? Is like mm. I can't make things; I have to make things about things, um, sure. and that's scary to me. I don't know. Like, do you get that feeling? Uh, like, I I, I get um. scared of being in that loop of I'm a consumer who is allowed to react to the things that I consume. Does that make any yeah. sense? Yeah. Um, I guess I kind of sympathize with that feeling, but I don't know. There was never really a point where I felt like I was going to be trapped in it. I think I've always kind of felt that I had to rise above it. If anything, it gave me a sort of goal of, like, I can't just be talking about... Not that there's anything particularly wrong with being able to make some sort of living off of... Living or not, or whatever. If you love doing that, I'm not saying there's necessarily anything wrong with it, but I knew that wasn't what I wanted to do. It wouldn't necessarily be uh, fulfilling to me. Um, And so, I don't know. I never had that fear necessarily. I had the fear of getting trapped but i never felt like i was trapped uh, right. i've always kind of felt like nah but i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it someone's yeah. gonna make some video essays about my shit oh okay cool yeah no i get that and i and i'm glad to hear that like and and of course as we've said a million times like nothing nothing negative towards anybody like that just kind of that kind of thing like like when we when we you mentioned that okay so like we you know on our show we've done whole episodes about star wars and shit like we do that we talk about stuff but I think like it's very evident from the stuff that we try to do that like we're all we're always like kind of breaking out of that mold. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's say hypothetically, if we did a podcast where we just kind of talked about a certain comic every every week for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. In that show, hypothetically, we would probably escalate it into weird narrative <laughs> shit that like that was entirely separate from that, where we were like. <laughs> Just making something that was new, and you know what I mean. And like here, we're always like we're always trying to take it to some other level of like doing some riffing, doing some improv shit, doing some whatever. Because I, mm-hmm. I don't think that we necessarily value our opinions that highly. Like I think we're all like I, I know I especially like whenever I'm like I start to feel like I'm reviewing something, I just like. I kind of, like, deflate that immediately. Like, I'm just like, but who cares what the fuck I think? Like, um, I yeah, don't know. I just I, always want to fucking... I, Go ahead. I think there's something to be said for... It's all about, I think, how you're discussing things. I don't think there's anything wrong with, quote, what you're referring to as, like, reviewing something. Yeah. Talking about something like Star Wars or whatever, creep... Uh, whatever other stuff we've talked about on the show, 
it's all about like how you're framing that discussion. I think a lot of people on the internet will have those sorts of discussions and frame it as this is my review of this objective thing. This is That's my exactly objective yeah. review of this is me trying to pinpoint, like crack the puzzle of this like piece. And, uh, if you disagree, you're fucking wrong. Uh, but obviously, and it's pretty evident, I think, in the show and in our podcast and in everything that we do, I think we often, I think, will make a point of um, of doing what you're saying is deflating, but mostly just like prefacing like, this is, it's all subjective. Like what you yeah. like, people, fuck's yeah. sake. Um, I'm going to like this, you're going to like that. And that's totally fine. And so the discussion has to revolve around, this is my reading of this thing. This is my takeaway. This is how I feel. Um, and so that's the most important thing to me is getting everybody on that page and kind of losing sight of constantly trying to achieve some sort of objective thing. But Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. It, but and, and what you're saying is kind of what lead, leads me to be against kind of reviewish kind of shit and like like because like we've talked about before like i hate the like the the veil of like uh, like objectivity like quote unquote like within media discussion and shit like i don't like i don't like people saying like taking a piece of like art and then being like well this is what objectively doesn't work about this and and, mm-hmm. and whatever and and like and especially when it's from like an amateur perspective like i'm an amateur but like that's why i'm not going out there and like saying that kind of shit like it's always really bothered me when i've listened to like a show where they're like talking about like a film or whatever and then they're like oh this filmmaker didn't know what they wanted to do with this and like it's just like that's such a strange th- and i hear that so often and it, like that's such a strange thing to like say about an artist that like you don't know and you've also never been in that field you know what i mean like yeah. um and i think there's something else to be said that you're saying like this is my perspective as an amateur and i'm not a professional and everything mm-hmm. that said i think even having it a status of expert or professional I would say doesn't even necessarily qualify you still. I think anybody is qualified to talk about this sort of thing, especially because those people that are often labeled as professionals and experts are often perpetuating this same sort of objective, the same standard, and all that ends up breeding is a people yeah. with a lot of similar mindsets. Um, that's ex- yeah, and that's exactly right. that's a pretty fucking lame world to live in, if you, you ask me. You start to me. feel in a lot of these internet conversations that people have this idea that there is a right way to make said mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Like they're like they're like you like you'll see videos of like the right way to make Justice League or like how to make yeah. this good and it's like and there's a billion like there are an infinite number of ways to do any to make anything. Um, yeah. And it's, so, like, we are branching out into, like, all this other shit I wanted to talk... Because I wanted to talk video reviews, I wanted to talk reactions, I wanted to talk video essays. And this extends mm-hmm. to all of that, what you're saying. Um, it's, yeah. it, it's just this overall kind of attitude towards art and shit that I think is interesting and has driven me away from this stuff initially. Uh, what well, were you it's the say? same sort of thing of, like, you look at um, anything any TV show or movie that's considered like prestige or, um, mm-hmm. you know, you c- we have the phrase for it, like Oscar bait and stuff. And yeah, and there's, there's a reason why so many things are often labeled as that. And it's just because 
they've copied and pasted um, just all the same uh, yeah. formal techniques to create this piece of art that they all look and feel similar. Uh, yeah. And that fucking sucks. But what's happened is people are being taught, whether by actual teachers, professors, experts, or by people on the internet, uh, that they feel they can trust uh, and feel that that person is some sort of expert everyone's teaching <laughs> that's the other thing about the internet is now like some people you start young enough you start kind of it is a sort of like teaching sort of experience that you're getting and you're going to those places looking for knowledge and right. looking for resources and um and what ends up happening is that people uh, are told these things from someone that they believe is an expert and it's just sort of inherent in our brains to think, oh, well, then this is how this is the right way, quote unquote, right, um, because that's just what the education system does to you. And right. that's what it's done to us uh, over decades and decades and decades is like sort of condition us to think, OK, well, I was told this by my teacher, by my professor, uh, by my mentor, and therefore I must replicate, repeat and uh, right keep it going because they were right right well, otherwise just, why would they have taught me it yeah and i just called myself an amateur we're definitely at amateur level right now but we are trying hard to become good writers and we're like working our asses off to write and to hopefully write good shit and something that's like really struck me is that like you know in getting advice from people that are our mentors and shit there are like 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 within a particular moment of something that we're trying to make. This is such a tangent, but this is just going to be a bunch of tangents. Within a particular no, I'm good. thing, I that think this conversation is great. I no, I agree. Yeah, and I, but like within a particular moment, like 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 let's say within this pitch we're working on, like a certain like a specific plot point. There's like a particular plot point that we've hammered away at. There are literally an infinite number of things that we could do in that moment in that story, right? Like mm -hmm. literally, we could do anything. Um, mm -hmm. And there are a lot of things that you could easily label as like an objectively better thing to do in that moment, right? Like an, like just a, a, more, a thing that makes more sense, a thing that is more emotionally gratifying and whatever. But there is this like threshold where once you've gotten past, okay, like you got to do this sort of thing in this moment. Then it's like, okay, so now I have a hundred billion options and like, what do I then choose that I think will make the most people happy? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's, it's what it's, it's weird that it's, it's pretty much like trying to figure out what sort of, uh, what sequence of events uh, and which events are going to like hit all the right points in my monkey brain to make what me are going to hit you in your primordial like, yeah, like Joseph yeah, exactly. Campbell like spirit roots for sure uh, and I feel like react to story the real problem comes when you end up wanting to do these things um, for a living f to make money off of them because then you get involved in the whole process of okay well now how do you make money well, a lot of people got to read it. How, yeah, what's exactly, going to make yeah. a lot of people read it? Well, it's got to right. it's got to conform. It's got to fit into that that exact mold that's going to please the most people. Right. Uh, and that's when you start like sacrificing artistic vision and stuff. And that's when studios and whoever are stepping in to conform the movie to make it a bit more 
plane because plane sells because plane and comics is gonna... as well. We're talking comics oh, yeah, as well. Yeah, like, no, for yeah. sure. I think you know when whenever we say movies or film, it's we're talking about all art uh, yeah. and all sorts of mediums here. It's just that those are obviously so prevalent, especially in this sort of discussion. I think we've heard some specific stories about like writers who had a very specific thing intended that like mm-hmm. and and then higher powers stepped in. And like altered that thing entirely, and and mm-hmm. it's like I just that's what I don't like is like the pretentiousness of internet media culture and discourse and like the assumed knowledge and 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 just you know just that general attitude that everybody is an expert uh, like mm-hmm. that shit like just uh, the, the internet is fascinating because it has equalized all of our opinions in a way, uh, and in a way that is also like so fucking gross you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. and so yeah that's driven me away from so much of this shit of media about media um and everything and and like i don't i don't need to bitch about that for another half an hour but what i do want to talk about is this weird born again redemption that i've had um through some of this shit because i want to talk reaction videos uh I don't know how this happened. I don't know how this happened, but okay. I just started watching some reaction videos over like the last six months. I think just cause I ran out of shit. Like I just ran out of shit that I wanted to watch and listen to, uh, in my, in my dull moments and God, I've had so many, so fucking many lately. Um, and I started watching some reaction videos and I found a few channels that like, when a new reaction video comes out, I get excited, and I'm and I'm not like exaggerate, like I'm being fucking serious. And I want to talk yeah. about a few of them because like it has been really interesting. I've had like I've held this notion that we just talked about about reaction videos for so long. There's that pretentious internet culture. There's video essays about media and 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 just that gross. Everybody's an expert thing. And the reaction videos always seem like this specific like nubby little like like cousin of that where it's like not only is all of that attitude in there but also it's just you have a nubby little cousin that you just yeah yeah yeah, a bunch of them yeah Yeah, gross get out of my face (laughs) i'm glad i don't have to see you for christmas uh but uh um but it's just like this this gross like like little nubby cousin of that where where it's like not only does it have all of that baked in that we just talked about but it also is this McDonald's entertainment of just like you're going to see somebody mm. react in the moment to something but then it's like all right and then it's over and then you get the like and subscribe and whatever mm-hmm. um and i've held that for so long and i and again i don't know exactly how this happened but i just started watching some of them and it's really kind of changed like the the the, the landscape of this has changed um into this new kind of subculture on youtube um of of reaction videos as as community um where there are all these channels where just like a charming or just nice person uh on their channel just starts watching a lot of movies uh or shows that they have never seen before um and so they record themselves watching stuff for the first time and then uh and and they like encourage you to be watching it with them and they allow you to like vote on what they're gonna see and they're excited to see what their viewers want them to watch and then you kind of share that experience together and so it's this interesting thing where you're like you're watching it's like you're watching a movie with a friend like a new friend Mm -hmm. that you just made and Mm -hmm. so many of these people somehow are people that have never seen star wars and shit and so like and, and it's just like i think star wars was how i got there first was like 
seeing videos of people being like watching a new hope for the first time and it's like how the fuck have you never seen a new hope like Mm -hmm. and then and and like that is inherently interesting to me um and then you watch it and like some of these people just seem so like sweet and like they have like like genuine reactions to things um and like the the kind of people that have been making these channels recently i feel like have these very pure intentions and have such a direct communication with their audience and Mm -hmm. um and so you'll see the audience like in the comments like being excited for them to get to certain movies and get to certain plot points and kind of teasing little things for the the youtuber and then the youtuber's like hey remember not to spoil shit and then they're like and then like the commenters will tell the other commenters don't fucking spoil shit and and like and it's just like neat i don't know like especially in pandemic times like it's it's neat to have an online culture where you're watching a movie with a friend a friend that you don't mm-hmm. actually know um mm-hmm. and it's brought me this like warm feeling I don't know. It's just, it's been really interesting. And I want to talk about a couple of them. Um, uh, so just a prime example of this, uh, I'll just start with like exactly what I'm talking about, is a, is a girl named Natalie Gold. Um, her YouTube channel, uh, I'm going to look at how many subscribers she's got. She uh, blew up pretty quick um, from doing this. That's another thing, too. If you start doing this and you're relatively charming or interesting uh, or even just not like a quiet person like a particularly like reserved person or you seem like an asshole or whatever you're gonna gain a following pretty quick it seems like i see a lot of people their channels aren't this and then they start doing this and the followers like rack up um because people want to see this like it seems like it's it's become a pretty large trend natalie gold um she was doing just like some videos about like workout stuff and burning man and whatever and those things were cracking like a few thousand views um but then like as soon as she started reacting to like star wars and shit she started getting up in like the 300k range and then up to like 700k uh for revenge of the sith uh she now has 108k subscribers um and uh she like she just seems like this really really like sweet outgoing genuine person um Mm -hmm. and so like it's crazy that she just hasn't seen so many fucking movies. Like she hadn't seen like any of star Wars. And then she's reacted to like the whole star Wars series. Now she hasn't seen the MCU. Like she saw the Avengers years ago and didn't remember it. And so now she's been watching all the MCU for the first time. Um, and stuff like that. Um, and, it's it's like again just that feeling of just like this person seems really nice and if you're interested in people uh because i i've always liked to people watch and i've always been curious about people's lives and whatever and i'm also the person that went i get excited to show somebody something they haven't seen before and i'm always the person that's like annoyingly like like glancing over to see what the person's gonna like react to in that thing that i'm wanting to show them um Mm -hmm. and so this like really scratches that itch for me um and hers is such a great example she she like hasn't been doing it super long but she's done like i said star wars mcu she's done stuff like um like alien uh she's been reacting to firefly she did the exorcist and Shaun of the dead for halloween uh v for vendetta stuff like that she's doing some hollow uh some christmas stuff now home alone um and they're just really nice really 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 nice i it's funny i did have a working theory about her for a little while um she <laughs> li- seems to live in california uh i could be wrong but i think she does and i had a theory about her for a bit that she might be an actress and that she was faking this shit because her reactions are so 
intense and like and 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 transparent and uh and like characteristic that i was like thinking like i wonder if she's like straight up like doing this for the trend uh but as time can goes I, can on can i pause you for just a sec because yeah, yeah, i yeah. think like that is such a big part of why i don't think i ever have and ever could be totally on board with like watching this sort of stuff is because I have a sort of and maybe it says a lot about the kind of person I am or maybe (laughs) about um, my upbringing or whatever the hell but I I don't know I just have like a my default mindset is this is bullshit (laughs) oh yeah 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 my default mindset is there's no fucking way somebody that seems really genuine for these Um, gotta be a good actor yeah, and she she if she is an actress, she's doing a wonderful job. But as time goes on, I'm I like that theory has kind of melted away. She seems very very genuine, um, and uh, yeah, I I just I think she's great. I really really like that one. Um, Part of it's always the fucking thumbnails, and I get it. You oh, gotta get the thumbnails, oh yeah, the so thumbnails then you get the, the clicks. Worst. But like, fuck me. I always <laughs> just completely disregard thumbnails now. I fucking hate them. Um, but but you got to do it. That's part of the game. They're hustling. I get it. Um, I get it. I get it. Course. We got a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Sheridan and Smith. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Um, I would hate it if we had to do like like enticing thumbnails for every episode of this show. Um, Fucking Christ. Well, that's what we hired John Iker to do is make <laughs> nice looking graphics, at least. Griffin we should I, have I Iker hi- start making us fucking thumbnails of like big red circles over our faces and some. some Ten things arrows. you missed from the Supple Boys Not Christmas yeah, episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Griffin, I highly recommend that you watch her Star Wars reaction videos. They're really just like fun um, and uh, it's, they're just nice. Um, another one that's along that same vein. Um, I'm definitely not going to say his name right. I just heard him say his name in a video. I'm so fucking sorry that I'm not going to say his name right. Uh, but it's spelled like Nasser, N-A-S-S-E-R. Um, I, 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 again, maybe I'll edit it in. I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. But he's a really interesting guy because he's an example of like, I don't always even like how he reacts to shit. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like agree with every everything of the way that this guy reacts to stuff. Um, he fucking did not like Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, I don't like and him already, the, and that is the only Star Wars movie that he hasn't liked. <laughs> um, oh fuck yeah! All but right. despite that. I like watching the dude because he, the thing about him, like he's straight up got a beard in these videos, but he is very childlike in this very like, uh, in this very like huggable way. Um, he, he's, when, when I watch his videos, he's like showing your little, your little brother or little cousin things that you like that they haven't seen and he's also done star wars um and he's uh he's been doing the mandalorian recently but he's done a lot more 80s shit like he's done terminator uh and stuff like that uh he did a little bit of clone wars he did uh tim burton batman uh die hard like he's he's been jumping all over the shop uh even more so than natalie um and just these things are they're like watching stuff with a friend and they're also just like again if you like people watching they're fascinating little like people studies like this guy 
I'm learning so much about like his attitudes towards different situations and different types of people. Like I feel like I know so much about this guy from the way that he watches stuff. And again, I don't know that we would be the best of friends to be honest, but I am very entertained in seeing him watch shit that I either like or don't like. Um, and, and that like, he has kind of sprung board me into just looking into more shit. Cause I'm just like, okay, even people that I fucking disagree with, I'm interested in how they react to shit. I don't know, man. It's crazy. Um, it, although, when the dude cries, I find that very entertaining. If you want to watch his Mandalorian finale reaction, holy fucking shit, he melts down. It's it's crazy. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, he's 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 really fun. He he has a great Hamilton reaction too. Um, he and he is so emotional like he's such an emotional dude um, and that of course always makes for a good reaction um but it's mm-hmm. it's, it's fascinating to watch man um a, a little bit of a different one i've mentioned this one to you griffin there's a channel uh it's the guy's channel named holden hardman um and he uh has has kind of been down that path of like movie reviewer and all of that stuff um, but he's he's started this series, and it's what's really struck him gold as far as um, subscribers and views go. He's done a series called My Friend Watches, uh, mm-hmm. and, and he's got this friend named Matt Lane who has his own fitness channel. The dude is, like, ripped. Uh, and, and so <laughs> yeah, he, like, the fitness channel, movie channel crossovers. I yeah, love exactly. It. Exactly. Holden is your, is your straight-down-the-line pop culture dude. Like, he's always wearing Dragon Ball Z shirts and whatever. Um, and he is, and he's friends with this, like, kind of jockey, like, this dude, like, like, not only is, is Matt Lane, like, this very, like, kind of, like, gym rat kind of guy, but also, like, he's one of those guys that, like, the only show that he seems to talk about is The Office. Like, his whole house is decorated with The Office stuff. Um, and not that there's anything wrong with that. I love The Office. I'm just trying to paint a picture for you of this guy. Um, Mm -hmm. and the fun thing about these videos is like he did my friend watches all of star wars like you get all the same ones all the time they did all of the mcu the mcu was quite a ride because like his the friend matt like didn't give a fuck about comic book stuff at all and you slowly over the course of the mcu see him soften to a surprising Mm. degree like he starts off really not fucking into it and then Mm -hmm. slight spoilers by endgame the dude is really emotionally invested <laughs> uh, and it's crazy. 23 it's, movies will do that to you <laughs> yeah it's crazy and uh but also the fun thing about these and sometimes the infuriating thing about these is that like the friend matt like his opinions are fucking all over the shop like seemingly random like you net like you'll think he's gonna love something and then he'll fucking hate it and like or the uh, complete opposite it always blows my mind what he actually like decides to rate shit and whatever like um and so it's kind of those are just kind of a roller coaster <laughs> um they're a lot of fun holden's recently on his channel been doing my girlfriend watches as well where he he, he gets his girlfriend to react to shit, shit and those are fun too but what makes the other one so fun is just matt's unpredictability um mm. And uh, so that's a bit of a different flavor. And then to just go uh, just for one more that's that's quite different. Um, I recently discovered a channel called Pretty Much It. Have you ever heard of this one? Mm, I've definitely heard of them. 
They're me, pretty huge. Um, and I think I had started a video, but started a video by them before, and heard the voiceover, and was like, "Nah, fuck this," because uh, it's very like, uh, like high energy, like like YouTube voice kind of thing over the top. But what got These me over that make me want to fucking throw up. I'm be totally honest. Oh yeah, They're no, just you're, so much no color. the thumbnails are the worst, dude. But what got me into it was I was like, I have a particular affinity for the Paranormal Activity movies. And they did a video where these these three guys on the channel, pretty much it, sat down and watched all of them in a row. Mm. Um, and, uh, and what they do is less so reaction videos and more so commentary tracks. Um, and uh, and in a lot of the videos, it'll kind of cut to their reactions and stuff. But it's more so talking over the top. Uh, and the watching all of the paranormal activity at the same time, uh, like in the same day video, is phenomenal. And it's so much fun, especially if you have any kind of fondness for those uh, or for horror uh, or for bad horror or found footage or whatever. And like are interested in people that haven't really seen them. Um and they do they do a lot of great commentary tracks uh something that i like is that they do stuff that like people our age are nostalgic for like they did fucking agent cody banks um and stuff like that um and a lot of those are really fun some of them are live the cody banks one was in front of a live audience um and uh listen some of them i have no interest in like their 13 reasons why ones and stuff like that um but like i like when they do terrible shit like they they were talking over um like the really bad Netflix Christmas movies and stuff. Um, and uh, theirs are more performative than the other ones I'm talking about. Those are less like watch a movie with a new friend and more like these kind of young comedians kind of doing stuff over the top. Um, and again, I don't always find it laugh out loud hilarious, but like there's something about it that I've really enjoyed recently. Um, and uh, and so these things kind of all share this DNA. Um that uh and there's more i'm discovering some more but like i haven't gotten incredibly attached to others like this is kind of these are kind of the ones i've been bouncing around on lately and enjoying um but uh yeah reaction videos weird amount of love blossoming out of me um especially just because so much of my joy comes from watching someone else enjoy something and sure. so and so it's like it's like rolling the dice of I want to like I you know I'm like oh they're gonna react to fucking Revenge of the Sith I really hope that they like it and so it's like I'm invested and then when they do react or cry or laugh or something I get a little dopamine hit out of that and I don't know if other people will uh, but if you do go check some of these out because these are good examples of that um, and uh, and then yeah I briefly mentioned video essays and douchey people on the internet and whatever and just i on the side wanted to mention a really good video essayist uh that i really like just to boost him uh there's a channel called owen likes comics um and he he specifically does comic shit uh and a lot of his are are stuff that i really like his most recent uh video was about sin's past the spider-man story um mm -hmm. and it mm -hmm. was really really good uh he's got a really great uh voiceover voice um, and he's done this shit. He did like a two part history of the ultimate universe and stuff. And they're really, really great video essays. Cause he's, he's very focused on just informing you. Um, I've been finding several kind of documentary style video essay channels like that, that I really like. Um, so yeah, just to boost that, I'll probably have some more later as well. Um, but if, if you even have kind of a bit of interest in this kind of thing, 
go check these out give them a shot um and, and again like if you don't immediately like the personalities and whatever just fucking click on a movie that you like and see if you enjoy watching it with a stranger because uh, i've been surprised how much i do i uh i've been having my younger brother watch breaking bad post my own watch through yeah. which the supple folks that heard about last episode and uh, just last night actually he hit season five episode 14 ozymandias and i was like you gotta call me when you watch that shit because oh, we're gonna, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah, hop yeah. on facetime for that it's one it's a personal reaction and, uh, video yeah 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 so that was fun so i totally get what you're saying with all of this and i and i do agree uh, but the, your your point on the people watching thing which i also love part of the like great thing one of the one of the good things about being in retail is the people watching, mm-hmm. um, and because you know we're constantly walking out of there with stories. Uh, we've constantly been. Gotta tell you, recently I'm a little over it, but generally, <laughs> yeah, I do enjoy the yeah, people watching. Yeah. Um, but that said, I I have to find some sort of way to get over my complete and total distrust of people on the internet, I suppose, before yeah. I can begin to sink into that similar mindset about these sorts of things uh, that you have. Um, Definitely, and, I, and like that, that's why I say that especially Natalie and, the, <laughs> Natalie and the one that I can't pronounce, Nasser, those mm-hmm. two uh, are just such genuine, like, open, like, heart-on-their-sleeve types of people that if you feel the sure. way Griffin's saying, like... These two, if they don't kind of melt that off of you, then I don't know what would. Because um, these motherfuckers will cry watching a movie with you. <laughs> I'm going to take a look after the uh, after the recording here. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what you think. Um, mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Musical Let's interlude? Close the book on it. Musical interlude. Musical oh, yeah. Interlude. I mean, we could do a musical interlude. Uh, are we? Is it? Is it happening? I hope so. How do we do the musical interlude every week? You have to cut it in later, actually. So that's the interesting thing about it, is that it doesn't happen now. It happens... I mean, it will happen now when someone's listening to the episode, but... So if I'm, of course, if I'm, like, no... if I'm like listening to the music in my head right now, it's not they're not hearing it? No. it's a, That's a personal musical interlude that you're having. We're talking about one that needs to actually be added into the episode later when you edit it. You'll have to drag the audio file in this exact spot on the timeline. Do you mind? And I'm not trying to. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to like fuck around or anything. Do you mind explaining that to me again, but simpler? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, music happened.
that was the Price is Right theme song that we, that we got to. Um, supple suggestions, dude. Do you have any supple okay. suggestions? Nope, but... Oh! <laughs> I haven't Very been watching or reading uh, anything. Fucking anything. That's cool. uh, all, it's, all I know is fucking... Returns, returns, returns. Lines, lines, lines. Um... <laughs> Um, let's talk about the Mandalorian season finale real quick. Spoilers for Mandalorian season finale. I can't believe Mace Windu showed up. That's fucking sick. Ah, oh, Mace Windu showed up just like you theorized he would. Fuck! Mace Windu didn't show up. <laughs> God damn it. I was so positive about that shit, You know shit, who did too. show up? Luke mother effing Skywalker. Luke Skywalker showed up, and that was pretty cool, too. Um, that was pretty cool. I, uh... I like Luke Skywalker quite a bit. I think Me too. I would like to see more characters um, get fleshed out to the same extent that Luke Skywalker has. Uh, like Mace said, Windu. Like Mace Windu. <laughs> um, Mace Windu is such an interesting case because he's in three movies, and yet I still feel like we barely know anything about the guy except the fact that he thinks this party is over. I was about um, to say, you know that you can trust him to tell you when the party has ended. When the party's over, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's why you always got to have Mace around. Um, yeah. Keep you from going over the edge. <laughs> You're going to pour one more shot, and Mace puts his hand on your shoulder and says, Hey, this party's over. I'm you like, go, you're right, mm, Mace. I'm, I really, right. I really you're appreciate right. you. Yeah. I know I don't like, tell you enough, but God damn it, like, Mace. You save mm-hmm. my life sometimes. You're like, yeah. Except I'm just fucking with you. This party's just getting started. Oh, he does a shot. Yeah. Okay. Mandalorian season two finale. That was, that was Mace Windu, the, um, the enabler. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Luke Skywalker showed up and the CGI was something. Um, yeah, you I, reacted more negatively to it than I did. I, I thought it was pretty good. Well, I was very, very sleepy when I watched it the first time because I'd stayed up to watch it. So, it was like 3.40 in the morning. Um, I will say this. I will say this. I mean, obviously, like, they're working with the smaller TV budget. Obviously, it's... A budget that's a lot more than a lot of TV shows, but of course it's not, it's not feature film. You know Disney can do that shit. You fucking saw Civil War, they made Robert Downey Jr. look fucking 16, no problem. Um, So this one was, was kind of weird for me, but I will say that that, that first shot you get of him, he takes that hood off. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's Luke, but then he... But, of course, the whole bit leading up to it, and they're very deliberate about it, I think, because they have him wearing the hood. Um, <laughs> it's so strategically placed the whole time. You're like, what did they do? How did they yeah, make yeah, Luke yeah, Skywalker yeah, yeah. happen? And he takes it off, and shit, it looks like he just walked off the fucking set of Return of the Jedi. It really like, did. God, that first shot's incredible. Yeah. It. <laughs> Also, the last shot when in the elevator mm, with Baby Yoda, mm, like from a distance, is like holy shit, that's Luke. It's Luke, but like especially, I love that shot because between the sort of light, the lighting of it, where they're sort of backlit by it, and yeah. Luke's robe, the way it's draped, he looks very Vader esque. Uh, that yeah. whole the shape and, of, and of his body, and of course, it's like the the parallel the to the Vader scene yeah. in Rogue One, yeah. which is so good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The internet's talked about it. Obviously, you got your problems it. when he talks, but I mean, it's generally, the mouth. I, I was like, it's "Fuck, the I'm mouth. happy with this." There's something about it. 
I don't know exactly what it is, but there is something with the mouth. But when he's not talking, it looks really fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm curious to see what they do with that. It was fucking heartbreaking to see Pedro Pascal cry. I Oh, he took that helmet off and he got Oof, to touch his good. little face. Oh, my Ooh, fucking that God, good. that was so good. That was so goddamn good. Um, it's incredible how, like... Uh, uh, <laughs> We've only gotten a total of sixteen episodes of TV with these with these folks, and god damn it, dude, they took Baby Yoda from him, and I was like, oh fuck, god damn it! But it makes me super super excited to see what they do. We we know now that first up, more spoilers, of course. The Book of Boba Fett tease at the end was fucking sick. <laughs> Dude, imagine traveling back in time and showing people in the 80s that Boba Fett scene. They would shit Dude. themselves. Dude. That, like, that well, scene was people, what, everything people have wanted for decades. And we've talked about this. I can't remember if we talked about it in the show, but, you know, it's so perfect having Tamar Morrison come back as Boba Fett because it's something yeah. that's, like, super pleasing to both prequel and original trilogy fans because oh, yeah. you get badass Boba Fett that everybody wanted and made up in their heads when the original trilogy was coming out and then was kind mm-hmm. of like you know sort of came through a little bit in episode 2 with like they sort of did that shit but with Django uh, right. but of course then you got Tamar Morrison in there and that's pleasing to fucking prequel fans because it's Tamar Morrison oh, yeah. it's Django Fett aka um, me whoa you're love Tamar Morrison no I'm not Tamar Morrison oh. I love the prequels <laughs> you're a prequel fan yeah me too yeah. um but yeah, Book of Boba, and uh, all I know is that by the end of this uh, season of The Mandalorian, and with all the the other projects looming, uh, I I keep taking a step back and going, "Yo, Star Wars used to be six fucking movies." <laughs> I know, I know. Star Wars used to be three fucking movies. <laughs> I know. And uh, and now here we are, and the inter- uh, the the universe is. It's just starting to feel so vast. Um, it's huge. And that's so weird. And it really does come down to the TV shows because the movies, you could feel them. That's what they were trying to do with Rogue One and, and Solo. But there was something that just like wasn't clicking with like the expansion part of it, I feel right. like, with audiences. Um, but now that you got the TV shows and shit in there, and especially that transferring of characters from animated shit to live action is just even more like okay well shit then yeah because now clone wars and rebels are like are like super canon like you're in it those are fucking real they happened yeah um which even when they told us it was canon it was still there was still like a little barrier in in my brain that like separated it but then ahsoka fucking walked on screen bo katan walked on screen i was like son of a bitch and they were fucking (laughs) awesome translations it was like they were all right it's insane and so um, do I do I think Mando's like peak fucking uh, storytelling and the best TV show I, I've I've seen all year? No, because I watched Breaking Bad this year. You <laughs> stupid idiots! <laughs> but god damn it, is it just not every single time? Like I'm so fucking sad that we're not. I mean, getting it's the one most exciting week. show I've seen all year. Like it, new show because like like every episode is a fucking crazy action romp that I, like that's unlike exactly. anything in a TV show. Exactly, it's a very fucking fun show, and um, you got to give it up to Favreau. Got to give it up to Filoni. The rest of the team, the directors uh, that they keep hiring, are, are oh, yeah. pretty fucking great. And, and Bill um, Burr is so fucking good. That Bill Burr episode Bill Burr's is so fucking fantastic. Good. Um, yeah, it's just 
I think particularly for Star Wars fans, like, uh, you don't want to call it, like, fan service, but there are, like, little things in there that are, it's, there is a lot of fan service, but done in ways that are sort of, I, I don't want to say the most obvious sort of things, because it is obvious fan service to, to have Luke Skywalker show up, but then you think about it for, like, more than a second, and it's like, Luke Skywalker's the only fucking Jedi, he's the <laughs> only one that could have shown up. Except for Mace Windu. <laughs> Except for Mace Windu, who's still alive and getting his own spin-off show. You heard it here first on Supple Boys. If you ask Sam Jackson, yeah. God damn it. Ah, oh, that would have been fucking sick. He's like, he survived getting thrown out the Windu. That's what he says. Could you imagine? Because they did this thing with the fucking security footage in the episode, right? Where they see the cloaked figure and you see the lightsaber. Could you imagine if they do that and you see the cloaked figure and the lightsaber, but they never actually cut to him, at, like in real time to see what color the lightsaber is so it's all black and white footage of this cloaked figure and then that the fucking cool. and then the fucking elevator opens up and that blade's purple I oh. think he's going to be in the book of Boba Fett we're going to get it um, cuz the beef right the beef is the too beef. interesting you got to explore also, it also are you telling me that it's a fucking accident that Mace Windu is the only character <laughs> that died from getting thrown out a window that bullshit <laughs> He Are you kidding me? He did get electrocuted a lot. He did get electrocuted a lot. It's like poetry, it <laughs> rhymes. Yeah. But we're getting Book of Boba Fett next I'm uh, next December. Looking forward to it. Um, and uh, we're not getting Mando next year. We're getting just Boba Fett next December. Favreau confirmed that this week. And uh, yep. I'm so interested. I'm, I love that. I, 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 I say, if you're going to have like that same creative team on it and everything, don't fucking... Don't double ship it. Fucking yeah. do Boba Fett, make Boba Fett great, and come back and do more Mando. Uh, give us a nice little fucking break. Here's what I say. I want Mando Season 3 to be Grogu-less. It's not gonna fucking happen, but if if Dinjar and, and Grogu are not reunited, I don't want to fucking see Grogu. I want to I wanna see Grogu again when Mandalorian sees Grogu again. That's gonna feel so fucking good. I think that's very possible. Like, I think that that's, I think that's likely. I don't the think, I don't know that how we're long necessarily going to be. I don't know yeah. that we're necessarily going to like start the season cutting over to Luke's school with baby Yoda on a mat. Um, like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think we'll Yoga probably, man. I think we'll probably Mandalorian will show up and see him in the first episode or whatever. Um, but anyway, Mandalorian's fucking dope. Uh, yeah. Quick, all right. I'm going to do an Ethan's it. comics roundup. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Um, what what happened? Chainsaw Man ended. That was dope. Uh, speaking of things ending, Bendis Bendis ended his run on Superman that I've been talking about forever. His last issues of Superman and Action Comics came out. I think it's quite clear that he jumped off this book really unexpectedly and quickly because they were quite uh, jarring endings. Uh, however, I think that's because of the big shakeup behind the scenes at DC and the fact that mm. he's going to be on Justice League now. Uh, I think mm. he did have to jump off pretty quickly. Um, and uh, the Superman issue is quite jarring for me, but Action Comics uh, 1028 uh, was a really nice, warm, fuzzy ending to his run on Superman, and I really liked it quite a bit. Um, so that's a lot of fun. Uh, good job, Bendis. Uh, Batman Black and White, uh, uh, of course, the anthology series of short stories in black and white uh, centered on Batman. Holy shit, there's some good stuff in there, dude. I really, really liked it. Um, there's a story uh, by uh, uh, 
well, there, there's several people that we really super fucking admire in here, including an artist that Griffin and I were drooling over recently, Emma Rios. Um, mm. Her art looks incredible. Mm. Incredible in here. Um, and then there is a story written by James Tinian IV and illustrated by God himself, Trad Moore. Um, and oh holy God. shit, if it's not the prettiest oh thing God. I've ever seen. I was reading this, uh, and my soon-to-be father-in-law walked up, and he goes is that what comic books look like now? And I was like, dude, the, the best ones, dog. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that, that shit was dope. Um, let's see what else I got. Fantastic Four Road Trip, written by uh, Christopher Cantwell, which is uh, Fantastic Four Go Body Horror. This Ooh, shit okay, upset okay, me okay. so deeply. Uh, if you've got trypophobia... The thing mm-hmm. is going to freak you the fuck out in this. His rocks are falling off, and in his holes, you can see his muscles, and it is disgusting. I hate it. Um, and the body, dude, it really upset me. But it's this book was really good. fucking cool. If you like horror, yeah. if you like Fantastic Four, and if you like fun twists on familiar things, that it's just a one shot, and it's really, 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 really fun and cool. I also really liked the first issue of an image series called Homesick Pilots, uh, which sells itself as uh, Power Rangers meets The Shining. Uh, which I don't know how s- super accurate that is necessarily for The Shining specifically. It's definitely Power Ranger meets kind of like supernatural horror. Um, and uh, listen, who knows moving forward, but as far as first issues, it's super stylish. There's a two-page spread in it where uh, two groups of teens enter this spooky old house from two different sides. So the whole two-page spread is one house, and you see them enter in two different sides of the house, and you see them trail um, across the house until they meet in the middle of the two-page spread, and you can read it either way. And it's really, really, really cool. Um, That's dope. And, yeah, it's a cool book, man, and it's gorgeous. Um uh, let me sorry shout the creators um that's written by dan waters and art is by uh, casper wingard um fuck it's really cool um i'm excited for that i hope it uh hope it's got some legs on it um let's see what else king and black's tie-in for immortal hulk was really fun and good holy shit guys sword number one is really good uh, and i know yeah. that everybody knows that all the x books are fucking amazing right now swords first issue blew me the fuck away i was like i was i was fucking floored dude it's really fu- like it's like the x-men are are like going star trek because they've like conquered earth and so now they're branching out into the universe and in the first issue they spoilers they straight reach into the fires of creation and pull out a piece of it it's fucking cool (laughs) it's pretty sick it's fucking cool man um Mm -hmm. the uh the first issue so i i've uh raved about mark russell's uh mark russell and uh the artist who is richard pace uh the book second coming which is about jesus returning to a world of superheroes and it's a comedy book i I raved about that book i really liked it the second uh arc of it or like second you know series of it uh has started called second coming only begotten son um and i really liked that first issue man it was really fun uh good stuff 
Star Wars Darth Vader number eight came out with the eye of Webbish Bog in it because uh, Star Wars Darth Vader is just doing all the Star Wars shit. It's like, okay, you want Vader traipsing through all the prequel iconography? Cool. And you want stuff from the deleted scenes of The Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> God damn uh, it. Uh, fuck. Give it to me. Give it's it to all me. in there, and it's fucking dope. I love it. Um, check it out. Uh, also, King and Black is pretty good, I guess. Uh, oh, King and Black number two came out uh, today, uh, yeah. uh, the day that we're recording this. And you guys uh, read spoiler, that? I don't know spoiler, if a lot of people read spoiler it. Spoiler alert, real quick. You know, King and Black one ended with Eddie Brock getting dropped from a extremely high height by Null and uh, then that was the cliffhanger and issue two Donnie said fucking kill him kill him and he's dead as fuck <laughs> gives a shit <laughs> how cool is that you don't think you're gonna you're like hey everything's fine though Venom's the main character of this fucking story of this event like you know he's he's gonna get us through this this is all spinning out of venom like eddie's gonna save us he's gonna save the day fuck him do you guys understand how cool it is that in a venom event in issue two venom dies a horrible painful death that's pretty fucking cool we told you guys you weren't ready for it and guys guess what you're still not fucking ready ready. king of black is dope as fuck and so are the tie-ins uh Mm. check it out of course boys are killing Griffin did you have any more simple suggestions I got one more no okay (laughs) alright I was telling you briefly before the show everybody in the world should go watch How To With John Wilson from HBO I know a lot of people are loving it Griffin said he heard some fucking middling things but everything that I've seen has been love and it's uh, of course exec produced by Nathan Fielder of Nathan For You which Mm. Griffin got me into and it's one of the best shows I've ever seen How To Mm -hmm. With John Wilson shares so much of the same DNA Uh, I don't even really want to tell anybody about it it's just an absolutely brilliant show there's only six episodes Uh, you can see it on HBO's shit on Hulu if you got the little HBO ad on uh, it's fucking brilliant and it's an easy watch and it's uh, it's so good go fucking watch it uh, Griffin watch it right after this after your reaction videos mm. and reading watch you know what I love a mother F and HBO show oh fuck yeah <laughs> uh, alright that's it that's the show uh, thanks mm. so much for listening to nice another supple. edition of supple boys ho 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 it was a holiday supple boys twas the night mm. before we had to mm-hmm. record with Ryan and Donnie again. <laughs> but we <laughs> <And> ain't. <laughs> but we ain't. Uh, <laughs> we already know. We texted Ryan today. Ryan, well, I'm sorry. Ryan texted us. He was on top of it. He did say... Look at these high are rollers we doing, getting texted are we, unsolicited by Ryan Stegman. Are we doing a podcast tomorrow? Ethan says, I figured you want the day off, but we can do one if you want. No, I want the day off. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. But thank you. But but him reaching out, it's a step in the right direction, gang. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Check out all of our shit. You can find all of it at SheridanandSmith.com. What's I did up, have, Griffin? like, I guess one little last thing. Because the, the yeah. feats have been very sparse for over a month now. Yeah. Sorry, um, guys. Busy and, time. Uh, and that's just what I want to get at real quick. It's busy times for the Supple Boys. It's busy times for the Venom Boys, of course, doing this event, which they, they you know, Ryan and Donnie aren't even done with it yet. Ryan is still drawn. Donnie's still writing. Uh, and so we're still busy, writing, busy, busy. And we're writing. And also, 
putting in the fucking hours, getting that money, getting that paycheck to survive. Yep. Uh, but we're hoping uh, as soon as we get into the new year here, once the holidays are all wrapped up and stuff, um, we can get off on the right foot and get everything back on track really, really quickly and start getting some shows out to you guys on a regular basis once again. And we're really excited to do that. That's right. Amen. Um, check all of our stuff out at SheridanAndSmith.com. There you'll find not only all the episodes of Supple Boys, uh, but also uh, Ryan Stegman's podcast, Stegman and his amazing friends, which we are also on, um, and mm-hmm, as well mm-hmm. as Donnie Cates and Megan Hutchison Cates' podcast, Devil's Advocates Book Club. Those are both incredible podcasts, and I'm not just saying that because I work on them and am in them, uh, but mm. because there are cooler people than me that are in them. Mm-hmm. Um those that those things are on there. You can also find our merch store where there's merch for all those shows and, and some of our memes and shit. Uh, check that out if you can. If you buy any little piece of merch, it's a massive help for us. Big support as well as jumping on our Patreon, which is Patreon.com/SheridanSmith, or you can just find it at the website SheridanSmith.com. Patreon. Um, well, what kind of perks do you get on that Patreon? Well, let me fucking tell you, Griffin. On the Patreon. Uh-huh. Uh, not only do you get a sense of gratification for supporting uh, some of your favorite boys on the internet, uh, mm-hmm. but also you get exclusive merch that people don't have access to on the regular merch store, as well as the Supple Hangout, which Whoa. is uh, a long fable. When is the next Supple Hangout, Ethan? That's What is the date for it? I forgot. <laughs> it's a week from tonight, December okay. 30th, the 30th, 9 p.m. Right. EST. That's be right. there or December thirtieth. Square. The, that if you're on the Patreon and you you donate, uh, what is it, ten dollars a month or something, you get uh, you get yes. to hang out with us once a month every month on a Zoom call, and we mm-hmm. talk about some shit. We give you mm-hmm. some inside baseball. We joke around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we have a little group that shows up every month, and uh, I love it. Those are the best people, and you can be one of those best people if you throw a few bucks our way, and we appreciate it so much. Um, send us an email at SheridanSmith at gmail.com if you got some shit to say. Please review our shows on Apple Podcasts. So subscribe on everything you got. Please tell a friend. Spread the word of mouth. Spread the love. Um, thank you so much, everybody, for sticking by us, uh, even when the feeds are sparse. You guys are always there, and um, we really appreciate it. We have so much cool shit to show you just so soon. We're working our asses off on cool shit, and I hope uh, we can show you some little pieces of it real, real soon. 2021... I predict is going to be a big year for the Suffle Boys. Um, And I think that uh, if you guys like our stuff, you should get pretty hype. Um, So, that being said, Griffin, do you have any final thoughts? I say like what you like and don't be a dick. Absolutely. Like what you like, don't be a dick. Supple source, thank you for your eloquent producing as always. Uh, and he's, he's, he's knocking on the booth and giving a little thumbs up. Thank you, bud. Um, we will see you guys hopefully next week, if not next week, uh, maybe the week after that. And if not the week after that, then probably the following week. But if not that week, then the succeeding week from that. Uh, well, wait, real quick. I just got to check. This is episode 18? Something like I'm that. Pretty, I'm pretty sure 18. So, like, one or two more episodes until um, just another episode, I assume. I don't know why I'm counting down. Well, yeah, I mean, you might be counting down because it seems like every ten episodes we're, like, destined to get into some sort of weird fucking narrative bullshit. I don't know. Like, it just feels like the universe is always drawing us towards some sort of calamity. 
uh, every does. 10 episodes. But I could be wrong. I mean, it's only happened the once. So maybe episode 20 will show up and nothing will happen. I would prefer that. That would be great. I would love to have a low-key episode 20. Um, I certainly don't need to That'd face nice. off against Dr. Podcast intro again. But if I did, did I mean, that dick. would be an exciting podcast. I'd say so. All right. Bye, guys. See you next time. Bye. know that the podcast you're listening to right now is actually part of a network of podcasts dubbed the amazing friends podcast network ethan parker smith i did griffin sheridan and did you know that for other great podcasts comics and more you can visit sheridan and smith.com huh no shit